0: You're listening to the Oh Those Toes podcast. The podcast is still just having trouble with the geometry of central, geography of central, middle, and south Texas.
1: <laughs> Apparently, we are having a problem with just the word.
0: Yeah, you know, geometry, <laughs> geography. You know what?
1: Like, geometry? Where is he going with this? I, don't I know. <laughs> have
0: no clue. Scientists, we are not. Who we are is top toes
1: and i am any and this is the oh those toes podcast definitely yes. not the math
0: <laughs> no but texas comes up again because uh well you know we're usually one at least one half texas today we're two-thirds texas we're going back to somebody we met in texas well you're always in texas i yeah. met when i was in texas
1: well okay well it's so funny because last week it was like a New Yorker, you know, so it was your half and then now it's my half. So
0: so this is good. I mean, you know, we used to be proudly international and now we're like, no, we're just getting guests who are in our backyards and yet we still record remotely.
1: Okay. Well, look, yes, we are definitely international because just the other day I got a message from someone in Ireland. So that was awesome. Uh, But no, I, uh, we've been, chatting with people or at least i think trying to chat with people that we've made connections with
0: yeah of the, course. definitely the new vibe is having a chance to get out there and meet some people you know the world opening back up we want to talk to the people we've seen face to face we have a better connection right hopefully exactly. it comes through exactly. for our audience who doesn't get to have these face to face connections with them yeah but so, shall speaking we finally of, tell you who we're co- connecting yeah, with?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of connections, who are we connecting with today?
0: <laughs> well, as I alluded to, uh, we met her at the uh, the Texas Foot Party in was at May in Austin. Um, and so joining us uh, live via satellite, remote, whatever we're calling it, from the whatever part of Texas we're calling it is the lovely Inc.,
2: <laughs> hi and, and austin is pretty central we're kind of in the middle of everything there hi.
0: we go Some <laughs> the the opinion of a native texan on, on our it, geometry, i mean look it
2: is awesome I mean, there's be- quite a lot of south but like as far as like the major like metro areas of texas we're kind of smack dab in the middle of them a little bit from houston a little bit from san antonio a little bit from dallas right yeah
1: and i i i say South Texas because I, um, Texas is so big that when you say Central Texas, I feel like my family in LA doesn't really get it. So I've always said South Texas. And then we've had this like mini debate going now for months because one of our followers is like, one of our, you know, listeners is like super annoyed at us that we say South Texas when it's really Central Texas. Okay,
2: so I mean, it is it is quite <laughs> large. I had a friend who uh, who came to Texas and was like, "I'm in Texas. We should visit each other." And I was like, "Oh, where?" And they're like, "Um, like somewhere like right at the border of Arkansas and Texas." And I was like, "Oh, sweetie, that's like eight hours away." <laughs>
1: like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Texas is huge. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, yeah,
0: where where I am even the distance that I traveled while I was visiting Annie in Texas would have put me in, in any given direction in a different state.
1: Right. And we're still in, you know, fucking Central Texas, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah, but but Ink, thank you so much for joining us. Um I it's really nice to be able to like put a a face and a personality and, you know, somebody that we've connected with um to be able to kind of reconnect, I'm gonna say so yeah I'm so cool. glad that you're willing and able to come on um so re- talk, while let's continue talk about some... where we met the wonderful yeah. ink
0: yeah, I was gonna continue with some sort of puns and and dad joke <laughs> kind of stuff Oof. So I'm there at Texas foot parties and uh in walks this bright blue hair and I believe it was like a blue and white striped dress
2: it was it was no. like black. In like it was a black cloth mixed with like a like a suede almost like so it was like alternating between two different materials.
0: Okay, so yeah, I, re- I remember the stripes and I remember the blue hair and I remember this this striking look. And the next thing I know, I'm like, "Wait, she's not a model."
1: She's I thought that's true! I thought that too. I was like, "Oh shit! One of the models is late." Yeah, y'all and everyone else thought I was a model. <laughs> Can I? Okay. Okay. So, so we met at the Texas Foot parties. You were there as a guest, but did you um, get propositioned while you were there?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I had a, I had a few guys come up to me, like didn't like directly proposition, but was kind of like starting that kind of like, you know, Oh, Hey, what's your name? Like how long have you been doing this? And I'm just, you know, once I kind of figured out what they were asking me, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm not a model. Um, And I think wearing (laughs) wearing shoes that didn't, like, expose my feet at all helped, too. Um, But the people who I got talked to the most thinking I was a model were the other models, actually, or I guess the models. Like, several of them came up to me, were just kind of, like, you know, chatting with me about, like, you know, how's business? (laughs) And I'm like, well.
0: I don't want to speak for Texas parties. I don't know what their particular rules are. But I was, yeah, I was not expecting and in my experience had never really seen um, females as guests get, you know, on the guest side, on the sessioning side of that type of party at all. So I thought it was unique. I thought it was, I thought it was great because I mean, why, why do you create this sort of line in the sand?
1: Well, you know, I think that um the way that Phoenix Stacy has explained it to me is that they they uh, avoid female guests because they don't want to confuse the 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 men that are there specifically to session. Not that they're excluding anyone, it's just typically on the bottom, you know, on the <laughs> worshiping side of things, it's men. I mean, we've had this conversation. Um you know many times on the on the podcast talking about you know who the worshipper and the worshipee is and titles and shit like that so it can get a little confusing um, and i think they just don't want to make it a like a place where women just kind of come to hang out so it's either yeah you're, i can you're... definitely
0: see if you were a woman who maybe was inclined to sesh, to be to be on the on the model side for other purposes, and just kind of going there, and without, you know, performing the uh, performing the task. Jeez, I'm I'm at a loss for words today. But <laughs> yeah, I, I could see them wanting to avoid a woman coming down there to hang out as a guest, not really be tipping models, and at the same time, t- kind of poaching clients.
1: Right, right, exactly. So yeah, so, so to save all that trouble, I think they just avoid that altogether. But um, but yeah, but, so, but-
0: ink came in and just said. Fuck your, fuck your patriarchy. We're blowing up the mold.
1: Yeah, no, but- Ink was like, I'm here to get my feet on, and was like, just super active the whole night. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that there was this, uh, that there was even this like rule that had been put in place at some point in time. I had saw the posting on Vet Life. I had seen it before. Last time they came through Austin, and it just wasn't in the cards for me to be able to go that time, but you know, when I saw it came back around, I was just like, yeah, I'll go. And I think, um, I think a lot of that just comes from like a, people not really understanding like the space. Um, Like I, you know, I have a lot of friends who are sex workers and who are models and stuff like that. So I understand that like, they're here to do a job, like th- even if they're having fun, even if they're goofing off, like they're there to make money, get, you know, and get clients and things like that. Like, and I'm. Res- I want to respect their time the same I would respect you know, someone you know doing my hair or something like that. Right. Like, it's, yeah. a- it's a service essentially.
0: Wow. Yes. Sex workers that. compared to hairdressers. That's just so perfectly right. You know, like. <laughs> Why are we thinking of it any different?
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, I've gotten a professional massage before. That was a lot more intimate than most of the things I did with the models at the foot party. Like, you know, I was tits out in front of them.
1: (laughs) Right. So were you there? Can I ask? Were you there for any specific uh, model or like, you know, because like people go there from out of state to follow their life, you know, the one of the models were you there for anyone in particular or you just kind of were like I'm just gonna go and have a good time uh
2: basically I was just gonna go and have a good time I'm I'm kind of an equal opportunity foot slut so like <laughs> I just wanted to like go have some fun and you know and I've been in relationships where like this was a part of myself I've been able to indulge in but like the Texas foot party this time hit at just this moment where like I didn't really have a dom. I didn't really have anyone I was playing with in that capacity. So it was like a way for me to like fulfill this part of myself, you know, in a, you know, really safe environment. And like, and I learned a lot doing it too. Like it was, it was definitely a different experience, you know, doing these things with someone who's like, that's their job. They're a professional, like, you know, it's a different vibe. And it was a really enjoyable vibe.
1: Were you, um, so this was your first party or had you done other parties before?
2: I mean, I've done like, general kink parties, dungeon parties and things like that. I've done, you know, like sex parties and stuff. But this was my first like foot fetish like specific <laughs> party. Okay. Cool. I didn't even know what they were the thing. Like I um I was just looking around at like uh Fet Lives groups and saw like Austin had a had like a foot group and I joined it and they posted there. I was like, oh I mean it makes sense when I think about it. And then yeah it was it was almost like very surprising to me not only like That it existed, but like how, even though it was like posted on FET and stuff, how like, I guess disconnected it was from the larger kink, like context and community in the area.
0: Okay, I'm going to say like me, you were, well, an all around kinky person, but a foot Mm -hmm. fetishist who's probably, at least I have, tried to find the foot world inside the larger kink world and found it a bit marginalized.
2: It is I think a lot of times for me like from my perspective as like as like a girl interacting with other females a lot of times in this scenario, it's a matter of like conversation and like destigmatization with them. Like almost all of my doms that I've been with, we have done like foot worship or some type of like foot related activities. you know, maybe not and a lot of times that's not something they immediately know that they're even interested in we just kind of like talk about it openly. Like, what does it mean for me? Like, what does it entail? Like, what do I get out of it? What do I hope they get out of it? And like, they're like, okay, well, we can try this. This is important to you. They try this. And then a lot of times they find that they really like it too. And then, you know, as I've gotten more and more like integrated with the queer kink community, I found like there's, there are some people that are already used to this. And there's also like a lot more like, female bottoms in this scene then like a lot of people realize we're all just really quiet about it like i talked to some of my um some of my really kinky friends who are either male identified or just masculine presenting and they're just like you are one of like a few like foot bottoms that i know that are female and i'm like well i know several but a lot of times we don't just present this information super openly because of there's such a stigma around it about it being a very male activity to do this thing that, like, it's almost like a betrayal of femininity to say that, like, oh, this is what we like, too.
0: Oh, yes. Right. You're, you're not. You're no longer assuming the the female empowerment that kind of comes. It's kind of worn as a badge of honor in this community.
2: Right. And, like. You know, I I definitely know a lot of people who like specifically get off on the fact of like having a man specifically do that and like, you know, and a lot of times when I would interact with them when it comes to this stuff, it was a completely different vibe. Instead of it being like a power dynamic, power play kind of thing, it was much more of like it was much more sensuous.
1: I love I love that. And I love that you're um that you're here to help us kind of break that stigma. I mean, we do, we do that. We're so guilty of this talk, right? Yeah, We're so guilty we, of like doing. We constantly automatically I, assume, yeah, that that men are going to be the one worshipping the sea, That that male identifiers are the ones that, that the the only ones they're going to worship. And this whole femdom thing, and you know,
0: we speak in the vast. We we rail against, but still always have to speak in the vast heteronormative definitions of of the fetish community. We recognize there are plenty of variances, but in the overall, that's where it falls, and that's why I love having people from, especially being queer myself. Like, where where's I can't be the preachy one all the time, and I'm not saying Inc. is here to preach, but <laughs> I, I want I want some voices from the parts of the community that um, that don't match that that original yeah, mold.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, was- I also
0: love the fact that we're having Pride in July. Pride <laughs> 12 years ago, uh, a month.
1: Yeah, we, did, you know, we, we tried really hard. Like we kept trying to say, well, let's, you know, let's celebrate, you know, Pride Month by having, you know, certain types of guests. But, you know, why? Why can't we just do it all the time? And why can we just roll it over into the next month and the month after that? And so we're just going to be pride all, proud all year long. All year long.
2: But yeah, like yeah. I have had, like I am primarily like a bottom, but I do like top for just in general and in like in footplay and i've had i think 5 people worship my feet and only one of those has been a guy like i i primarily have you know lesbian relationships i am pansexual but i primarily have relationships with other uh women and like some of them are subs and some of them you know like you know worshipping feet just as much as i do like we're, they're out there it's just it's much more it's much more of a quiet, reserved thing, um, I think it's mostly just because how loud the stigma is of like what a foot fetishist is. Like when we think of a foot fetishist, we think of a guy on Twitter who is just like doesn't understand boundaries or context or anything, <laughs> like hitting up celebrities for feet pics and and like all that stuff, and it makes the space kind of feel unwelcoming they take up right. so much space it doesn't feel like we can really wiggle in and be like this is what i'm into like even i saw a, a twitter post from a very prominent uh kink content creator I'm not going to name any names or anything but they recorded a video of them in some latex stockings and they re- realized that they were kind of framing their feet and the video more than anything else and they specifically said i actually made one of a video for that kink capital t capital k that kink and it was just like, yeah, I guess that is kind of how it's seen. It's like it's kind of the, the you know the redheaded stepchild of the King Kennedy.
0: It, it, it's so <laughs> weird because it's it is the most popular paraphilia in the world. Mm-hmm. Um we, we found some stats, it's like 18% of straight guys, um, I think they say straight or by little lower in the straighter in the female actually a little higher in the gay male community and you've never found stats in the lesbian community so you know if we charge you with this but (laughs) but then inside the greater kink community which is already marginalized we get marginalized again Mm -hmm. and then inside the foot community inside the kink community we're actually I think the queer community as a whole doesn't care. The queer community as a whole is just kinky and has fun and very hedonistic. Mm -hmm. But the queers inside the foot community, inside the kink community, were were even more marginalized. Um,
2: Yeah, I think I see it as like a lot of times, like foot play is integrated into like a wider kink context, but it seems like it still just like has a little bit of that stigma, has a little bit of that stink on it still. Even in that context, like when I told a bunch, like I told a bunch of my friends, like, oh, I'm going on this podcast. I met someone at the party and like they invited me onto their podcast. And like, you know, it's about, you know, being a foot fetishist. I'm going to go on there and talk about, you know, being a female foot fetishist. And uh, I think every single person I told who's also kinky, the immediate response was to make a joke, to make like some sort of pun or some sort of like, you know, joke about it that you know it was good natured, but like it when that was the first response I got from everyone, that is when it kind of became concerning because none of these people and individuals I think think any less of me for liking what I like. You know, they like some wild stuff too. But, but
1: it's very telling.
2: It's yeah, the, the first thing that when you hear like, oh, I'm gonna go speak publicly about being in defeat, they're just you know, it's it's you know, a slight mocking tone of it because that's kind of the vibe. And like to be fair to, I guess, society, you know, at large, like, when you, we're, you're shown one thing when it God. comes to, like, being a foot fetishist, you're shown the aggressive men, you know, you're shown the people without boundaries, you're shown, you know, women, Yeah, we always say the group like, you know, stealing guy. Pull, pull money out of men and stuff like that, right? And, like, when that's all you know, that's all you think. And I think that's probably why you'd get a lower amount of, like, females and lesbians saying that they're into it is more just because they don't understand what they're even into what there is, what, what they would even be into with it because of how it's framed. Like I've been recently rewatching uh, King of the Hill. Um, and there's okay. an episode. I'm not sure if either of y'all are familiar with it. I need, yeah, I need um, you I'm, <laughs> I'm in watched Texas. King you have to.
1: Yeah. yeah. I watched it sporadically. So I don't, like, I don't, follow it religiously but I, mm-hmm. I do know a lot of the episodes so yeah. so which one which one were you talking about
2: so canonically peggy hill the 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 wife of hank hill uh has very large feet size 16 and a <laughs> half feet um, oh
1: gosh i don't really i didn't remember that <laughs> yeah
2: and there's an episode where she is like feeling really embarrassed about it and tries to go like shoe shopping and can't find any shoes that fit her feet, and her like is really upset about it, and just hates her feet. And another woman approaches her, and I was like, "Hey, you should check out this guy. He helped me feel really good about my feet." And it's a it's a pornographer. Um, and so, like, the whole episode is about like this pornographer building up her self esteem and making her feel good about her feet, so he can record like smush videos with her. And then, like, when she just says that, like, (laughs) oh, this isn't what I wanted, she was like, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'll just start paying you then. But the whole vibe of the thing, like, of how they framed each person within the interaction was so incredibly negative. You know, the pornographer was seen as, you know, predatory and manipulative Uh, of women. The model, like Peggy in this case, was seen as someone who was being tricked and didn't have any agency over it. Uh, Right. And, like, and then the consumers were as described in the episode a certain type of self-hating man like this was, this, was like, this was like this and it's like oh wow and like it continues like it continues on to the point where the, the pornographer even tells her like oh your feet actually are ugly that's what makes them desirable to these right. people Absolutely. and it's like oh god oh wow this is like so and i remember watching this too when i was younger my parents were really big into king of the hill and I saw that when I was younger and that not only gave me anxiety about my own size of my feet, I wear a size 10, but also like, why? I, I feel I'd already known I was attracted to feet at this point. So it's like, well, what right. am I? Am I some
1: self-hating man? Am I, Right, like, you're just like I? this creep now. You're just a creep now because you like feet. Yeah. yeah. I remember that episode and <laughs> I mean, it's so many years ago that I saw it. So the thing that stands out in my mind is her shock at realizing that she wasn't actually being used as a, a like a regular model yeah he was being used as a fetish model and she was just uh just disgusted by it and then the guy's like complete total like totally taking advantage of her mm-hmm. I mean it was, yeah it was yeah I mean it's hilarious but it's so um yeah. And the
2: thing is, it started out, the episode started out with what I would consider to be a fairly good representation for the time of what having, you know, both being as a model and a foot fetish was. That, like, the way it was framed to her early is that there are people that are into feet the same way that they are into, you know, boobs or ass or, you know, thighs or what have you. And that, you know that there's just not any content for them. And that like the more that it's out there, the more people will be able to like see it and relate to it and be able to like feel accepted and like enjoy it, which is like true, I would say. Then they pull the rug out. They're like, actually, no, it's actually all the negative stereotypes. (laughs) And it just reeks of some guy found a smush video online and didn't understand why the video was made and made up a narrative in his head about it. And then that's just the narrative that he went with of, of like a factual way that things must be. If you're into this, you gotta be kind of weird. Yeah.
1: You have to and be you a gotta freak- be a guy. You to, yeah. You have to be a weird, creepy dirty male sitting in your parents' basement, just whacking it off to crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Let's take a quick break.
0: I was um, just thinking that we can come yeah. back with Inks cartoon review. When get Sorry. Back. Or maybe... <laughs> no, I, I Rob, love Rob, that. It's a you, great example. It was fantastic. Have you
1: had you seen that? Have you seen I,
0: that? I hadn't, and I'll, I'll just put one anecdote before we break because I haven't seen it. I am just picturing the uh, the pornographer being drawn like an overdone Ron Jeremy esque person. <laughs>
1: I can't remember what the guy He he, was looked,
2: like. he looks fairly like Just like normal professional dude I think yeah, maybe he maybe had like a goatee Or something that was a you know A little oh, bit okay. sexy but not too But not like overly like obviously This is uh, a villain kind of thing
1: Yeah but no she was definitely It was definitely painted as she was um, She was being tricked and taken Advantage of mm-hmm. um, Yeah for sure but I didn't remember That it was size 16 holy cow Oh wow Yeah, Yeah. and I don't don't know how tall she is supposed to be on the show, but definitely not like she's shorter
2: than Hank. So yeah, I mean yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely not the tallest woman. Um, All right, well then let's actually take a break, and then when we come back, I want to talk to Ink more about her personal preferences, Mm -hmm. her feet, okay, and and maybe technique a little bit because you know I just want to pick your brain. Okay.
0: (laughs)
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price, Priceline
0: and we're back and we are talking to our friend Inc. from uh, Austin, Texas and so before the break we were talking cartoons, but let's bring this back into reality because <laughs> I know Annie had some uh, <laughs> s- some probing questions in mind here mm-hmm.
1: Hey, no. Okay, wait. I got to back up one more time. So I remember as a child, we used to have like these, um, and like my aunts and uncles all live like kind of next door. And they used to have these like antennas where they kind of like, a, it was some kind of device where you could share the screen, like the channel, I guess. And I remember once my sister ran into the, into the apartment and said, put it on channel, blah, 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 you know. And so we switched it to the channel and it was um, cartoon porn. Mm-hmm. We couldn't hear it, but we were sharing the screen with our uncles, our aunts and uncles. And it was like, you know, the imitation Bugs Bunny with oh, the Betty Boop. And mm-hmm. um, Bugs Bunny was like chasing Betty Boop, of course, you know, and uh, Betty Boop stopped. Like they just stopped. Like she stops, turns around. Lifts her foot really high, and I'm a kid, so I'm thinking she's gonna kick him, right? Because he's chasing her, mm-hmm. and um, and then Bugs Bunny drops. He doesn't, she doesn't kick him, and he falls. He drops to the floor to lay on his back, and then she stomps his balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna go in a different direction, but okay. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be more of like a. Have y'all seen? There was an MTV cartoon called aeon flux and oh i like,
0: loved aeon flux
2: they're like one of the things is like at the end of every episode she dies and in one of them she like i guess goes to like her version of heaven which is just angels with long studded tongues licking her feet um no and she's way. just and she's just like sitting there having an orgasm like as these like you know angelic beings lick her feet and i was like okay um. this is awakening more things in me
0: yeah, The I, eternal,
1: the the sought-after footgasm. Yeah. yeah,
0: and Aeon Flux, <laughs> it wasn't actually animated by him, but the art style was definitely borrowed from Coop, who's the one who did all of the, um, he did all the album covers for uh, the Lords of Acid albums. Okay. I, I don't know if you remember I, those. I, I no. Electronic I music, but they had all the the same, the, the demon sex stuff mm-hmm. all over the album covers, from and same era, too. Definitely inspiration. I don't think he was involved in the cartoon project. He's not an animator.
1: All right. And we are liars. Mm-hmm. We are? Yeah. Okay. Because we said we were not. Talking sure about with with
0: cartoons. I know. I know. But we don't. Koop might be listening because he's actually a foot fetishist. I know this for a fact. So.
1: <laughs> All right. No. But, okay. But what I really wanted to ask like, I wanted to get to know Ink a, a little bit better. Because, you know, most of our audience are foot fetishists and they're just, that's that's what they're here for. They're little pervies yeah. and that's what they're here for. Of course. Um, so, I've always said that women are better foot worshippers. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. men tend to just attack the foot. It's like, I did hear like, that
2: from a few of the models. I was I was a few of the models at the party's first ever um, female client, and I forgot who it was. But one of them, like like audibly, is like, "Oh, that's soft." <laughs> um,
1: okay, okay, yeah. yeah I, so
2: it's it's. I'm not sure. Like a, I would say better, but like I definitely do have a much more of a a, a, a more soft and like more I guess reverent approach to it.
1: Yeah. So we we've talked about. um like we've had episodes on like actual like technique mm-hmm. and um you know i personally don't like the whole like just kind of rough flicking sucking biting i mean sometimes that's necessary and 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 welcome but for the most part i like a really sensual uh foot worship i guess mm-hmm. I, what do we call what again top toes mm-hmm. what are we calling this well, cuz yeah, it's not always it's, worship it's it's not
0: always worship but um you know, uh oral podial intercourse sounds just so clinical. So we never came <laughs> up with anything.
2: I mean, I would say what I do definitely falls in the in the area of worship more do than
1: a technique. Like uh, let's say kinda. our let's say our our uh, boys are having a hard time, their girls are like, Okay, we need to try a different way. Like, so what is a good like give them some tips and tricks? on yeah. how to do this your way Well, we won't say the mm-hmm. right way we'll say your mm-hmm.
2: way yeah so I mean it's kind of I don't say anything specific I do but it's a lot like how I mean I guess like it's a lot how I, I eat pussy right it's about like listening to your partner listening to your top and like paying attention to what their body is doing what their breath is doing and like if something is giving a good reaction then just keep doing that thing you know some people really like you know the feeling of a tongue sliding in and out between their toes. So if they like that, do that a lot, you know, but also like keep it varied and like, you know, if you're, if you're doing it like as a guy, like, you know, treat it. I guess, kind of like how you'd want your like cock to be treated. You don't want a girl to like, just bite down or just like, Ooh. you know, like, <laughs> uh, or just like, you know, to like put their lips too hard on it. You know, you want to be able to feel pressure, but not, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. And it's just about feeling what they're doing, you know, and feeling what, you know, the response you're getting from your partner. Um, You know, if if you're going for the more like, I guess if that's what you're going, like, obviously if you're going to like, specifically because you want a, a scene where something is happening where you're being aggressive and you're biting, then by all means, do that. But if we're talking a more general sense of just, you're trying to give your partner a good time while you're having a good time.
1: I I think maybe our, our that's not a good example for our cock and ball torture guys because they mm-hmm. want their cock. Of course. Uh, you know. <laughs> of course. I, I like speaking in general. Like, well, yeah. like for everyone else, absolutely. Like you should suck the foot like you would want your cock sucked yeah I like that like that. but
2: no I basically treat it like like if I'm going down on a girl right like there's like parts of the person that are going to be more sensitive than you know other parts but you shouldn't just focus on those right like if you're going down on a girl don't just focus on the clit 24 7 and just hammer away at it with your tongue that's going to for a lot of people that's going to get overwhelming some people that's Mm -hmm. fine but that's not a good general strategy going in Like the whole area, you know, it's about it's about like almost like the play of it, the drama of it. You know, you're building tension and you're releasing tension. You know, you're you're having high levels of intensity and low levels of intensity to kind of have a more holistic experience. You know, if you go to a horror movie, let's say if it was nothing but jump scares back to back to back for an hour and a half straight, none of them are going to do anything to you. But if it's calm for a while and then there's a moment of high intensity, it's going to amplify that intensity so spend some time just kind of lightly kissing and licking and, you know, on, you know, the arch of the foot or the heel or the top of the foot. And then, like, if you know that, like, they go wild when you suck their toes or they really like, you know, the feeling of their toes in your throat or something, you know, let that be a crescendo, not the main course.
1: Have you ever had somebody orgasm with just
2: some foot some foot play? Um, I, th- I think... I wanna say I know two at least, maybe three. The the one of them was actually a very funny story. It was the only time that they ever safe worded on me. Um, they were very uh, hesitant about like foot play, like, and we kind of you know talked a lot about it and we went very slow. It started off with just me giving them massages and things like that. Um, like after work, they'd take off their shoes, put their feet in my lap, I'd give them a foot massage while we watched some TV, real low-stake stuff, and then They're like, hey, I want to do a body worship scene, and I'd like you to worship my feet too with it. I want to give it a shot. I was like, cool. So we started doing the body worship scene, and I worked my way down. And, you know, when I get, you know, to their feet, and I start, you know, playing with those, I'm getting lots of good interaction, so I keep going. And then they just say, red, like, stop. I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? And they're like, I just came, and I don't know how to process that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And, yeah, no, it's a – it's um and it catches a lot of people by surprise just like how intensely like sexual it feels to have your feet worshipped. Right. Like I like several people have been just like oh I had no idea this would make me so like turned on. Like right. um one of my partners said it felt exactly like like it was like phantom, you know, someone touching their clit but not really like yeah um,
1: the direct connection for a lot of people yeah absolutely I've had that before like there's a direct connection between a certain part of my foot to it feels like to my clit like i've not i've not never really tried um you know we topto's makes fun of me because he says i'm always chasing the orgasm, but i i really yeah, I don't make it.
0: fun of you for it but i know i know it's always you mock
1: me for it but i, I mean no, it's not like uh like the like i'm t- actively chasing it you know it seems like it's close but it's not like a goal of mine mm-hmm. um but, but you're it definitely... always
0: interested in finding out who can or who has and well just...
1: yeah but that's just because come on another a different it it's interesting.
2: Orgasm, yeah, I mean? interesting yeah that's interesting yeah
1: I mean, like, you've never was... been
2: like fascinated by like guys like in hands free orgasm? Like, you know?
1: Absolutely. That's interesting. We had our, um, we had a couple guests where uh, it's a couple and, uh, you know, like she does uh, sessions and she uh, made a guy come from a face sitting session oh nice like, so nothing was touching any part any genitalia It was just doing like face sitting and foot stuff and you know so yeah so that kind of stuff is always interesting for sure
2: yeah of course no like i have a friend i've had i've known this friend my longest time friend um like we never really like were sexual with each other but we we're always like super open with each other and then like Semi-recently, a few years ago, we decided, you know, we got drunk on, like, a New Year's Eve, and we were, like, drunkenly, like, sending, uh, like, news and stuff back to each other. Um, and so, you know, we eventually decided afterwards that, like, oh, we're both attractive. We're both sexually open people. We should we should play. And they knew I was in defeat, and they already knew they were into into having their feet worshipped. And, and one of the wildest moments of, of my, I guess, uh, sexual escapades was lying down on the bed, their toes in my mouth as they're biting my thigh, and then just all the sensations they're feeling, they just squirt all over me. (laughs) Nothing is touching, nothing is touching their pussy. It's just them biting my thigh plus the feeling of having their toes sucked squirted all over the place. And it was I was like this is this is as close as as humans are gonna achieve to heaven right now. Right
1: That's so awesome. Do you have a preference? Uh, like, is it only female feet that you like, or do you also like men's feet?
2: Um, it's more about the how the the foot in and of itself than like the person attached to. You. I wow. have uh, worshipped the man's feet. Um, you know. I, I guess but... the
1: better question was, do you have a type of foot? Because yeah, I mean, it's so it's
2: so more that. of like it's it's like if it has like kind of like a soft kind of like look to it like if it's very like if it's very bony or veiny that's kind of not a thing and like I like body hair but like feet hair is not my thing when it comes to like worship like um body hair everywhere else including when I'm worshiping great but for some reason like if there's just like an excessive amount on their feet it doesn't do it for me I think maybe because my like dad had super hairy feet so it just kind of like not a good connection in the rain.
0: Right. Um, no, no hobbits for ink, please. No, no,
2: but like, I, I, as I've been exploring more and more, I have found myself that like more and more about it appeals to me. Like, I never thought I would be someone that was like super into big feet, but like when I went to uh, the Texas foot party, I played with two of the models there who did have big feet, and it was incredibly hot and enjoyable, and like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm discovering more and more about myself in the realm as I go. And a lot of times it's also about, like, the person behind it, too, and, like, what kind of energy they're giving off. Like, are they giving off, you know, dominant energy or, like, fun, flirty energy or something like that? Like, it's 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 a much more, like, kind of like, I guess, with all the attraction I have towards people, it's it's not so much, like, this is the thing that makes it. Like, there are people that, I guess, if I saw a picture of their feet on the internet, like without context I would probably skip over it but who I've like deeply enjoyed worshipping their feet because like it's a part of like this total person that you know I did find deeply desirable so even if like their feet aren't like the aesthetic ideal for me in a vacuum it is in that moment
1: right it's part it's yeah I I completely get that because I I feel that way about just kind of everything in general not just me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, yeah.
2: That's what's like a thing was like, you know, when I came into the flip party, I was incredibly nervous. I was like, I had never been to one of these before. And I was like, I'm going to be the only girl there. And everyone's like, it's Austin. It's kinky. Like, it's queer. Like, there's going to be girls here. I'm like, I have a feeling like I'm looking at their, their photos and like none of the girls are down there licking feet. Um And, you know, when I got there, that was in fact the case. And like, I was so nervous and like, you know, um, I forgot who it was, but one of the organizers asked me like, oh, does any of the models interest you? And like, I had looked at them, but the answer was kind of like all of them, I guess, because like, I just (laughs) just liked, I just like feet and I like the environment. And, you know, I like, I like, I like doing that. It's a very personal, like almost spiritual thing for me. Like, it's also deeply horny for me, but it's also like more than that so it was, it was like a very hard push to ask like who are you interested in it's like well i'm kind of like both everyone and also i don't know because i need to talk to them ha- i was
1: gonna say yeah. you've just entered and you're not one that bases things just on like a first impression or a first look so yeah, yeah i totally get it yeah i well
0: i, I really hope that you and it seems to me uh that you kind of shook that off real quick and
2: uh yeah i mean i like you know once you put money on the line, like I'm there to do something, right? Like I'm already I've already paid money to get in and I'm I'm there to like in, you know, indulge myself and like this sex workers don't intimidate me or models or any type of like worker in that field because like those are my friends. Like I I have I have pornographer friends, I have sex worker friends, I have escort friends. Like you know, like yeah, that doesn't intimidate me. So it was more of just the general anxiety of talking to a person. And then like, once I kind of just got over that general anxiety of talking to another human, it was fine. Because like, yeah, like they, they're there because, you know, they're there to do a job. They know what they like. If they don't want to play with a girl, they have the right of refusal and I will not take that, you know, poorly. You know, I know not every girl is going to want another girl to touch their feet that way. That's fine
1: did you did you get that
2: at all there um i i'm not sure if like if it was just none of the girls there like had that vibe or i just happened to hit every single like pan girl but every girl i played with was just like yeah i'm pan you know i've just never had a girl do this part for me but like i like it um no like every single every single model i played with was like great very welcoming very like you know um sympathetic to me being new and it it being like a different environment um for me and like all of them were great that I played with I think I've played with like five maybe six models total there
1: I mean I was um running around a a bit so I didn't get a chance to really like like observe too much at the party but I just Mm -hmm. remember in my mind it just sticks out that every time I saw you you were like, yeah, you were you were you were working you were doing
0: <laughs> yeah i think, yeah. You're enjoying I think yourself. personally yeah. i caught you having one breather we were both having to be outside once mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, and then yeah. Then I was but other every
0: time. other time i wandered by you you were you occupied and have seemingly having a good time um, oh absolutely I had a and time. everyone seems to be having a good time and like you said everyone you caught up to said yeah i'm pan or uh, by at least or whatever you want to say i do i sometimes i feel like everyone we know is pan. And then, so why are we still in the pride barge? Like, well, uh, okay. Okay. I think we hang out with cool people.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then also like, I mean, there are still quite a few like attacks going on for like LGBT rights in America right oh, now. I, I don't
0: mean to diminish whatsoever, but. Um, and then, so... like,
2: um, I think also just kind of like the more that people kind of are around other people, the more they kind of realize something about themselves, which is that like a lot of times sexuality labels can be helpful but are at a certain point kind of lose their meaning, especially when you start factoring in like non-binary people and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I made a joke the other day, like, what does a non-binary person do to cross-dress? Do they just like dress like a normal, like blue jean in a t-shirt? <laughs> like, you know, cause like, yeah. yeah. It kind of, like these things start to kind of break down the more you examine them and it kind of, Eventually just becomes like a lot of my like friends and partners and stuff are more along the lines of like their label is just queer or just like I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to yeah, like it that's, just, exactly. it doesn't really matter
0: anymore. that's exactly the decision I made as micro labeling started to get more and more a thing, and you know like seven hundred and fourteen different pride flags. The micro-labeling causes confusion, an argument whether you're pan or bi because the 1980s bisexual didn't consider themselves anything other than the people who are labeling themselves as pan today. And I just backed it off. I said, queer. I'm queer. I'm attracted to just about everyone and, you know, gender identity, sexuality, it's all a mishmash and I fall somewhere in it
1: right Yeah, like you put
2: all that. this can be yeah. definitely helpful for a lot of people, especially trying to like find your people and find your community like, you know, um like find other lesbians, find other pansexual people, you know, find people that are not a part of the majority because like as much as we surround ourselves with other queer people and sometimes it'll seem like there's not a single like cis het person in the world anymore. That's definitely not true. We're just in a bubble. Um and so, like, being able to find those people is important. But, like, you know, labels should always work for you. You shouldn't have to work for the labels. And if the labels are starting to cause you, like, you know, strife or derision or, you know, cause unnecessary fragmentation within a community, like, just move on. Like, it's not that, it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, the important part is the community. The important part is finding people that you can talk to about your experience and have language to express your experience. Um, one of the
1: questions that I get, often as, mm-hmm. as a I want to say as a fetishist who poses on, who was content creator mm-hmm. it is um whether I'm bi right mm-hmm. because I'm married to two a man mm-hmm. um uh, born male identifies as male just you know a regular guy but I and I get asked if I'm bi and I never quite know how to answer that because I want to say no but also, I want to say yes. And also, it doesn't really matter because, you know, would I wo- worship a woman's foot, feet? Absolutely. Like, am I turned on for w- by them? At this point, yes. Was I <laughs> in the beginning? No. But at this point, yeah. Um. So I They're can at a woman and see their feet and be like, "God damn, that is a sexy ass foot. Like, I want that foot in my mouth. And it does things mm-hmm. to my body. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, but so but I, but still I get asked that question all the time. Like, you know, am I bi and if I'm bi, like, or am I gay? Am I, am I, why am I married if I'm gay? Like, and I'm just like, Oh, Oh my God, just fucking for fuck's sake. Like I'm attracted to people, like people that are attractive to me. That's it. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, so, you know? I kind of so get it from it the matter. other side. Like, I kind of get it because, like, as someone, when you are, like, like, if I was to approach you, I would definitely be one of the questions I ask because, like, I wouldn't want to, like, encroach on your face. Because, like, even though my default is to assume most people I see are probably buyer pan in some way, like, I also don't want to, like, proposition someone or something like that if, like, they're, you know – not going to enjoy what's happening so or they're you, not you know, like, it's,
1: it. like it's some type of harassment or something because that's the rule yeah. right like anything well, that is not welcomed is yeah yeah
0: and i you, mean do something that is um a bet- well you fall into the potential of being part of the invisible minority in the queer community mm-hmm. i sort of fall into it if you're a ba- a bi or pan person who's currently involved in a heterosexual relationship you're queer invisible This is the first year I ever saw anything for something called uh, the Pansexual Day of Awareness. And I'm like, why do we need a day of awareness? And then I realized, well, I deal with my own invisibility all the time. If I walk down the street with a woman, I do not appear queer. Right. Now, like, some of my friends, they're both two bisexual people married to
2: each other. One is a man, one is a woman. They're both bi. They both have, like, had, like, sex and romantic relationships with people that are of the same gender as them. But they felt like they weren't allowed at Pride because they had, like, and and almost in their heads, like, hung up their bisexuality for, you know, a monogamous marriage, which isn't the case, obviously. They're still attracted to who they're attracted to. Hanging out with them is hilarious because, like, they'll get into, like, little arguments over, like, is this guy actually hot or not and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But, but, like, you know, it definitely does kind of, you know, um, Kind of make it seem, you know, when you're not out there and, like, visibly queer, like, it can make you feel a little marginalized within the community.
1: I will I will admit, though, that I, I don't like very masculine-looking feet. So even if it's a woman, if her feet have, that. like, certain type of features, like, I'm just not sexually attracted by that. I get that. I had a
2: girlfriend who was a softball player, big on the stereotypes here right now, I guess, and uh, (laughs) very athletic and her feet were very, her feet were like very athletic, very long, lean, very like pronounced muscles and and bone and stuff in it. And it just wasn't attractive to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, tip more, I guess, typically feminine feet are more attractive to me, but... Like I like I said, like there are guys that have that kind of feet, and a lot of times it kind of just goes into like taking care of them. Like as yes. guys yes. are just really bad at taking care of them. Like moisturizers never touch those soles. Like you know the the you know the cuticles haven't been touched. You know the toenails are like slightly yellowed. Like and that's some people's thing. If that is your thing, by all means, it's just not my personal thing. Like and so if I if a guy had like well taken care of feet. I'd probably be much more interested in like worshipping those than just like, you know, something that's kind of like skin peeling, like, you know, and, and calloused.
1: But I mean, I I, there, I mean, of course, just like you said, there are a lot of people that are into very specifically like callous kind of. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my husband has, uh, I want to say his feet are for being a, a man's Men's feet—they're attractive, and he does take really good care of them. The cuticles are always—they're always lotioned.
0: He—he he spends the time, and he's also got sort of the Freddie Flintstone foot proportion. He doesn't he, have a long, narrow foot like I do.
1: Well, hmm. no, no, he—he—he he, he does have a, a a kind of a narrow foot, and he's very tendony and very vascular. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of tendons, a lot of veins, and I just don't like them. Uh, right. They're soft. They're really, really soft because he keeps up with them. But I—I I just. His feet are not going to be the thing that I'm like, you know, chasing after. Um, Top toes wouldn't show me his feet. No. while he was here, so I really can't judge those. Um, yeah,
0: I'm gonna say besides. I've had the fact good reviews on mine so far. So besides the fact that they're roughly the same proportion as a water ski, um, <laughs> just there there is a have... shape right now that I haven't been able to fix. We'll just put it that
1: way. <laughs> yeah, so like, I respect that. I respected that. I didn't, you know, harass you into, you know, showing you
0: saw them plenty in socks because you know I'm a I'm a funky socks guy.
1: Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, come on, that's that's like keeping your clothes on. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've always I, people who wear socks like during sex I cannot stand it like even if they're cute oh socks, I can't
0: I can't do that no no they socks, they come off that they come off then.
1: oh they better fucking come off all oh no saying.
0: I can't I cannot do that. I, I mean unless that's part of the
1: thing right unless like I've got no
2: I'm sure all of y'all I've seen porn where like the guys wearing like the like almost knee-high white socks that are barely holding on I'm just like oh Deeper no this
1: slut.
0: is not
2: this is ruining the vibe right. the black partner
0: who's like I really want you to have your socks on while we have sex I'm going to be like I really want you to just go home.
1: <laughs> what the black socks are the worst though. Like the dress black socks are like mid calf. For me mm-hmm. that's the worst. Like I yeah, no. I can't even. No. Um all right. Well, so I this has been like the quickest hour ever.
0: <laughs> it really has. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So, you know what we've been forgetting to do top? We've been forgetting to ask our guests what's in your kink bag.
0: We oh yeah, we ah. have. Um, <laughs> And since we're not really gonna plug ink's social media as much because she's not a content producing person. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, if she wants us to link some stuff, we will. Yeah, let's go with the, the kink bag. Toy well, box. I mean,
1: if you do, if you want, you know please. Sort of, yeah. you know, You're our you, guest, like, you plug.
2: get to you get to pimp whatever you want to pimp. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to plug. Uh so I guess like as far as my kink bag goes, uh let's see. I got a about, I think like 250 feet of rope, a flogger, a crop, a cane, some nipple suckers, nipple clamps. Let's see, a couple of different assortments of dildos and butt plugs.
0: Oh, well, jeez, the first four sounds like you're <laughs> stealing from my kink bag.
2: Um,
0: the rope, have, and the canes and the and the crops. That's totally from candles, my. Flavor. I have
2: I have some like uh, locally made actually here here in Texas. Uh, um specifically for kink candles the soy paraffin mix work wonderful great colors and like not too hot great for that kind of play and then yeah most i mean most of it's just sex toys i got like two different wands i have a self-thrusting dildo i have this uh one toy called the NB, which is like um it's like a silicone like triangle almost with like a little like ridge in it it's supposed to be like a uh, gender non-specific sex toy you can bend it and fold it and just kind of like do whatever i just recently it.
0: saw that yeah it's, it's really, really funny. interesting
2: one of my favorite things to do is just kind of like put it in between two people while you're like making out and grinding on each other you know and it kind of just Ooh. provides a nice little place to rub up against you know when not everything's perfectly aligned
1: that sounds awesome i'm gonna have to go look at that you'll have to send me a link for that
0: i okay. think we'll find a link for that we'll get that off in the the show links among a few other things we discussed
2: uh, yeah, and then yeah, mostly I I am a very uh, my kink bag is lacking right now. I I recently at the start of the pandemic had to like start rebuilding all of my like everything. You said uh-huh. lacking. That's I was because what that's that. Some of my, <laughs> my partners have like <laughs> just massive amounts of stuff. There's so much more stuff that I want, and there's like, but yeah, like mostly it's I'm a very like a sexual and sensuous kind of kinkster. So a lot of it is sex based. You know, dildos, butt plugs, you know, things of that nature.
1: I was gonna, I was, it's funny that you say that because I was just about to say. So, you don't have a bag, you have a chest. Like, (laughs) you must have (laughs) one. I,
2: I want to. Eventually, I want to be one of those people that just like is like has to have like two subs bring in their crates of king
1: toys.
2: (laughs) Carrying it like the Ark of the Covenant.
1: I love it. I love it. Hey, and y'all, we have. I oh, gosh, so many other things that we could have covered that we didn't. Mm-hmm. So I I wanna ask for you to come back another time. Maybe that time, uh, we could do it live like not live, but like you and I and me. I mean, she's like practically my neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should so be you, able to
0: You you each travel a little bit or you travel one of you travels a little bit. Right. Do the coffee shop thing like we did with Rexy, yeah yeah absolutely. We've, we've got another uh a new york city side half-life kind of in the books and i uh, in the on and the works. agenda at some yeah. point in the works thank you i'm really having trouble with language today not the best day to be podcasting but we get through
1: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you know, ink is le- leaving us uh, like breathless and <laughs> over here so I totally get that. <laughs> I, well, I've
2: had a wonderful time. I'd love to come back on sometime, um, either through this or doing like a half-life thing or if like, you know, or if top, if you're in town for another Texas foot party, that's like not too far away from me, then like, you know, that's another option too.
1: Yeah. You've been so awesome. I'm so glad that you came on. Thank you so much. Um, it was like a breath of fresh air, really.
0: We really appreciate it. I loved having your unique perspective on the scene it was definitely very important for for me for us for our audience uh and just you're you're an awesome person we just enjoy chatting with you. yeah absolutely we thank you so much and um as always thank you to all our listeners and our viewers when we've got something going on on youtube as well our subscribers we love you all we do this for you no we do it for us but you love it anyway and we're happy you do (laughs) and for those of you who have masturbating our voices this whole time. You're as welcome. This, very welcome.